Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the beautiful city of Angels. Hope you're great. Hope you're doing well. We got a lot to get to. I don't hate to say I told you so, but I did in fact tell you so. Right? I did in fact tell you so about Sean McVay. Um, apparently now, by the way, Matt Stafford's going to pick up the hospital bills of the photog who who fell off the the stage. Is that right, Jason Stewart? That's 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 what you're hearing? Uh, yeah, Dan just said, just confirmed that, right, Dan? That uh, I guess the Staffords are picking up the hospital bill. Yeah, the Rams and the, the uh, quarterback releasing a statement saying that they would be uh, doing that and uh, all of her equipment that may have been damaged in that fall. Did Matthew uh, ever, like, say anything about it? Because <laughs> the, the video is not a good look. I wonder, did he explain it at all, or was there anything after the fact? Let, let me, if it. you just give me uh, two seconds, I've got sure. the statement from uh, uh, from both parties. Uh, this is what was uh, given to TMZ. As we told Kelly, this is a joint statement between the two, quote, as we told Kelly, we will be covering all her medical or hospital bills and replacing her cameras. We wish her a speedy recovery. Um, y- you know, the, the Matt Stafford thing reminds me of, do you guys remember that show, What Would You Do? Yes. John Quinone, is it, is it Quinones? Is that it? Sure. <laughs> so the the idea of what would you do, right? It was it was a TV show that was uh, I, it is John Quinones. Quinones, I need I need a pronunciation. Quinones. It's with the is that Ig- I wasn't that was, far off. I was I'm, close, sure, I'm right? sure both are fine. Yeah. Well, Ramos, correct us. Go ahead. Feel free, dude. I'm not gonna. No, I don't need to correct you. I'm sure. Yes, both correct are, us. How is how is it correctly I, pronounced? I we would say know. you said it correctly. With I the, did the Quinones. Yeah. Quinones? It's like guacamole, you know, stuff like right. that. I, I, did you guys notice I didn't correct Whedon when we? Oh, what did he say? He said, uh, oh, he used, uh, man, I, I have to roll back and remember it. It was something in my mind. I was like, who do I, do I correct him? No, nope, I don't. I don't. Just let him go with it. Well, no one gets Eberflus on this show correctly. <laughs> you call him Eberflus. Middle, called, middle cough called him Uberflus. So, hey. Equal opportunity. I Eberflus? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, I knew it was Eberflus. Oh, my bad. That's all right. It that happens one. to everyone. Um, okay, Quinones. so Quin, Quin, Quinones. John Quinones. So the the premise of the show, Ramos, you know the show? I do know the show. Okay. Jay Stu, I'm sure you know it, right? Yep. Okay. So we're all, we all know what we're talking about. If you're listening to us, okay, it was a show, I'm going to say more than 10 years ago. And it was on for a couple years. It was really like a summer show. And it was like a baby, a, a baby stroller is like rolling down a street in San Francisco. And you're trying to see like who stops the baby stroller. There's not a real baby inside, but they're just trying to get what people's reaction is. You know, somebody gets held up at gunpoint. What do you do? Like, what would you, cause everyone says, well, you know, I would, I would, I would, I would kick his ass. Right. Or what's the, what's the guy who's the, 
who's the viral sensation who shows you how to take a gun and turn around on your uh, the guy <laughs> yes. who costs you? Yeah, I don't know who he is, but I know exactly who you're talking about. The self-defense guy? Yes. Yes. Everybody thinks they'd be that guy. Everybody thinks they'd be that guy. I'm just going to tell you right now, I see a gun. like I'm like, here's my wallet. Here's my keys. <laughs> take whatever you want. I'm just going to like slowly back away. Whatever you need, bro. You just take, take, take it. You're, we're good here. What else you need? What else? What else can I get you? What else can I get you? Uh, so everyone says they would do the right thing, but guys, people freak out. I'm just the, the Matt Stafford thing. It does look bad. A, a lady is taking a picture of him and his wife. He, no one's disputing. He was hammered, right? Correct. Just so you know, 1942 that he was pounding. That is a sipping tequila. Jeez. That is a sipping. It's a really expensive. And if you, you don't even have to like tequila to like it. It is a sip. You sip it slowly. And he's pounding it. So guy is him. That's not the end all excuse. Cause usually who you are when you're drunk is who you really are. Right. Happy drunk, happy guy, angry, drunk, angry person or name. Right. But Matt Savage is like, I'm out. Literally I'm out. Turned around. Whereas Kelly's like, are you Okay. Are you okay? When you see that image, buyer, does it change your impression of Matt Stafford? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Jay Stu? I, I think you just said what I was going to say. I know Matthew kind of gets a, a reputation as kind of a, a, a fun-loving guy, good guy, positive guy, but I think you become what you are when you are drinking a lot. And I think what he is is he's kind of this like – He's the quarter. He's the high school quarterback at the party on Friday night, and he kind of was just being a a D word. You know, he just kind of saw something and turned his back. That's what it kind of looks like. When and when you drink a lot, you know, you're you're not necessarily paying attention to stuff. So it just, it just looks bad. It did. It looked terrible. <laughs> it didn't look bad. It looked terrible. So it 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 does or does not change your mind. On or what, what? Maybe I guess it was you always thought that he was that guy, and now this reaffirms he's that guy. It reaffirms the picture of him on the boat with the girls in the bikinis. You know, kind of just reaffirms that guy. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it wouldn't change my wait, impression. Wait, so you mean to tell me that you're in college and you're on a boat with girls in bikini and you're not? I'm like, I would trade. I would trade places with him in a second. Don't get me wrong. I'm not judging him, but I think it, a little bit. Each of those images kind of speak the same language to me. Okay, Ramos. He's your quarterback. He just won you a Super Bowl. And a lady falls down and literally broke her back. And he was like, I'm out. Now, he couldn't have known how hurt she was. And he couldn't have known how hurt she was. But still, that did happen. <clears throat> what, what Does that change your impression of Matt Stanford? It's not a great look, but I, I will have to say, I do have to say this. And, and you just talked about a show called, what was it, What Would You Do? What Would You Do? Yeah. The problem with the show was that at the end of that, it ends with What Would You Do? It doesn't say, What Would You Do If You're Blitzed? Right? What would you do if you're hammered? You know, because people make different choices. I, I'm sure there's people that are really hammered at a party, and their friend runs into a wall, and they start laughing like, "Oh man, you just hit a wall, dude!" You know, yeah. it's like, "Wow!" <laughs> and blood's Come coming out of their out, blood's coming out of their ears. Oh, like, oh, I got totally bleed, man. Like, I gotta, so. But he said, but I understand. I'm not trying to laughing. He wasn't no. like, oh. no, but I mean, I think his impression was he just said, like, huh? I'm I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm turned around like, whoa, like, okay. 
So I don't know if it changes my impression of him. It's not a great look. I agree with that. I I don't know. It's you shouldn't do that. You should just at least maybe walk over and be like, wow, like like, you know, I I don't know. It's I don't want to sound like because I'm a Rams fan. Like he, what he did was okay. Too late. I, yeah. No. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that when people do get hammered, and you mentioned it, that they do make bad decisions, and sure. maybe that's. What that was, you know, I think an even worse decision would have been not to do anything at all right now. So I think paying for what happened to the young lady uh, is very a, a very wise thing to do, not to walk away from it. But um, Byer, you want to get in here? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think it was the only thing that he can do. Yeah, and I, I agree. I don't think that I don't think it makes up for it. And no, that's what's doesn't. that's the whole point of it is there is there is nothing that Matthew Stafford can do that will turn around and change what happened yesterday in his reaction. I agree with you. It is not, you know, starting a foundation to help people who have back injuries or who stuff. No, I'm like of of like stuff that you would do to be like, hey, I'm trying to show that I've I've learned from my mistakes. There is nothing that you can do to change that. And that's what is I mean, yeah, that show is is spot on. Now some of the scenarios that they have in the show you know, are a little unique or a little, I don't know, outlandish. But I mean, this was a, this was a situation where, in the moment, you are and cameras have to be choked. rolling. Yes, in moment, yeah. and that in, stage in wasn't mo- you know low what? either. Honestly, you know what I think happened? I'll, I'll be in the moment. He probably thought the last thing I want to do is be like the people think I pushed somebody. Right. Like that's probably what comes to mind. But again, that is like what. Whereas in the moment, what he should have thought is, is she okay? Right. Yeah. Right? She okay? Are you okay? We're not, I'm not. We're not asking a lot here. We're not like just. Are you okay? If, even if you didn't get off the stage to help her, are you okay? I think is a very human thing to ask and to. Uh, and, yeah. And, it, it is. It is weird though to me that on the on the day that you, I mean, think about all the scenarios in your life where you know, like at, could at your wedding, let's say, or at some the baptism or something for your family, and like something like uh, that happens like that was his day they were all having a good time and that particular thing happens and this happens to him it's like the worst possible thing that could happen to you you know on that particular day like it's the last thing you would think of like some woman falls off a stage you know what i mean it's like it just seems like a it's like oh man of all days for that to happen it was that moment when you were having a good time your team won the championship, and you are in a, this high, like, excited mode, and then that happens and shows this side of you that's like, oh man, isn't that what it is all about, though? Yes, yes, yes. I actually, I, I think Dan and I we're we're listening to John what you're saying, and we're going like, yeah, even it makes it even more important to 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 be a human being in that moment, you know, and to and to to automatically you don't again you don't have to start performing CPR <laughs> right and, yeah. and get a backboard and start you know dictating orders to people so that everybody does the right thing but the compassion oh, my compassion. name's Bennett and I ain't in it yeah that, I think we all agree that that was and especially at that moment when it's all about you is when you sh- should show yourself selflessness I will say this that we have also learned a lot about Kelly Stafford over the past year for a variety of different reasons of her, whether her interaction with fans, whether, you know, we've played her sound bites here. Her actions changed my opinion about her 
in a good way. Just to have her walk towards the stage, go, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? And just of all the stuff that we laugh at or we play the, the sound bites, like just that moment changed my opinion of what I thought about Kelly Stafford in a good way. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I agree with you. Um, although it should be pointed out that Kelly didn't jump to it. She looked at Ma- Matthew's reaction, and there was a beat or two there which she's like, you're not going to help her? Like, I, somebody's got to help her. The stage was like six feet high. You know, and like, that's the other thing. It's not like you can just jump off there or there's a stair. Like, I think that they're like, you know, in in the aspect have you of... Seen, have you seen the video of the guy walking through the warehouse where he's looking at his phone and he falls down through a hole in the warehouse and then he lands on like some boxes above it, but it like could have been a complete disaster. Have you seen that? I have not. I think so, yeah. I'll send yeah. it to you guys. Like a viral video. Uh, the falling thing, right? Like that's a... That's a nightmare for any person. That that's the nightmare that you actually have. And people actually have, you know, you get that uh, you're falling in your dream thing, right? Sometimes you do it when you're daydreaming. To actually do it, to actually fall while you're taking a picture, that that's terrifying. Terrifying. Um, I'll get to the McVeigh stuff uh, coming up where where Doug was right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus, we got uh, David Thorpe. We'll talk about. Uh, Stop me if you heard this before. Anthony Davis injured. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I tried to tell you guys that Sean McVay wasn't retiring, right? Like, just seemed like the most obvious leverage play of all time. Then his fiance on his Instagram uh, last night, or on her Instagram, put, he's not reti- he's not retiring. Just... Look, it, it, it was brilliant agenting where they kind of sprinkled the room around to everybody around Radio Row that, hey, you know, Amazon's looking for an analyst. And if Troy Aikman leaves Fox, then they're going to need one. And Fox need, might need another one. And CBS and everybody, blah, 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 blah. And the money's it's brilliant. But Tommy Faye at 36 years old, just winning a Super Bowl. I want to spend time with my family. You don't have a family yet. <laughs> you want to spend time with an imaginary family that you're making? Uh, that, that one, that one's. That was not great. I that one I didn't buy, and and Aaron Donald, who's widely been recognized as the best in the sport, you finally get to the mountaintop and you're going to walk away. Like, yeah, no, don't see that one either. That's why when I heard this audio, I knew I was right. Aaron, Sean McVay just tapped me on the shoulder. He wanted to know if you were interested in running it back. Run it back! Run it back! Run it back! Run it back! Give it up for Aaron Donald! What a stud! Everything! We, we, we built a super team. We can bring a super team back. Why not run it back? We could be world champions. Yeah! Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, look, they're still, they were liquored up. They're having a good time. Nobody's saying I'm retiring at a victory parade even if it was sparsely attended, but they're not going anywhere. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports. Radio. There's your Olympic update, by the way, that's, that's about what you hear from the Olympics. <laughs> the Russian skater who was, who got caught doping and they still let her, she, she fell a couple of times. So she didn't even medal. I don't, I don't really understand. You get caught doping with some heart medication when you don't need heart medication. It's pretty obvious what's going on anyway. That's there. There's your, there's your Olympic talk. David Thorpe joins us partner and analyst for true hoop. Of course, uh, he's been an NBA 
a development coach for 20 years and he's the author of basketball is jazz. Um, so, so in the divorce of James Harden and Kevin Durant, Durant just didn't like playing with Harden. I, I mean, I don't like watching James Harden play, but there's lots of people point out, Hey, you know, Kevin Durant didn't get out long, you know, didn't work out in golden state and you know, Oklahoma city ended weirdly. Um, what do you think of ultimately the divorce between the two superstars? Well, you didn't mention Kyrie. I think that's probably the, the bigger story. If he uh, just does what pretty much most uh, people on the planet have been doing, then that team has proved to be extremely good, if not elite. And I don't think anyone's talking about anything other than the Nets being the favorites to win the championship. I, I didn't make them a favorite, but I, I certainly thought they would be right there. Uh, and so, you know how it is when, 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 when the avalanche starts, it keeps coming. Like, it just doesn't stop easily. That's why I'm, I'm always worried about teams that think, oh, we'll figure it out eventually. Well, when you don't figure it out, sometimes it goes the other way. And that's what happened here. And that things just fell apart. I think Duran and Harden both have a history, obviously, Doug, of, of being a little, a little bit of a malcontent, depending on the situation. And, and because uh, they were playing together just fine, their record together when all three, especially, were playing was very, very good the last couple of seasons. Yep, I, I, I agreed. Um, I do think there were some frustrations there over, you know, I mean James Harden and and how much he handles the basketball. Now, do you think Simmons will work there? I do. I'm a little concerned the short term, be, uh, mostly defensively. I don't think there'll be any issues offensively. Uh, I don't love an 82-game schedule, but there's no question a 20-game schedule wouldn't be enough for teams to to best kind of diagnose their own defensive issues and figure out ways to, you know, solutions that would work for uh, for postseason play. Uh, I think next year they're going to be very, very good. I still think they're obviously dangerous this year. It seems Ben's really excited. And I wrote about this last week. I actually think Durant is the one, maybe one of the few guys that can that can maybe talk to Simmons about not being afraid to get fouled, not being afraid to, to take threes, not being afraid of the free throw line. He, you know, he's an interesting guy, Kevin Durant, in that he's, he's so incredibly respected by pretty much universally in the league. It's just a pure, incredible, elite, you know, a Mozart-like talent. And, and yet he's a pretty chill guy. I, I've had coached a lot of players that have been his teammates. I've never had one that said anything but incredibly positive things about him as a teammate on the court. And so I think it's going to work out very good offensively. And I just I don't think there's enough time for them to figure it out defensively, but but possibly there is. And then I mean next season could be really good. Uh, what did you think of the Lakers win last night? I just actually watched it again on replay. Uh, amazing. Uh, the problem was when you're as as deep a hole as they are, even if Davis was completely healthy going forward. I mean they've got no margin for error because lots of good teams, not great teams, but good teams are right in front of them, and they're just kind of staring at an eight seed and. They've got the machine in Phoenix that, that waxed them last year, and I think they do so again. The Lakers aren't as good, and Phoenix is better. So uh, it, I think it's another wasted year, unfortunately, for them. Okay, so what do you do? It, let, let's say it becomes a wasted year. What do you do uh, to, to try and fix it at the end of the year? Well, they keep doing the same thing, basically, which is mostly surrounding themselves with old people, uh, not fully. I mean, let's face it, going into the season, I thought this would be a great regular season team, but I was also counting on Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Horton Tucker making progress. It, it hasn't worked out at all. Reeves has been a nice find for them. Not, not a very good player yet, but certainly has promise. 
I think they should be developing young players, uh, play with energy. What Westbrook did last night, which is just kind of be more in attack mode, he still has made too many mistakes, but uh, him in attack mode and then people cutting off him is, I think, how they always should play. I even wrote something two years ago where he should be playing more in the pinch post. So he's already 15 feet uh, from the basket to begin with. Then he's one dribble to the rim or kick out if help comes and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I just think that they, they play old defensively was their identity two straight years. That's gone. And you need athletes to play in this league defensively, not just size, athletes. You need energy, you need quickness, you need speed. And so I just don't think that the way they're constructed and the way they like to construct teams around LeBron, the way LeBron likes it, I don't think it's likely to happen. But I'm hopeful that it is because I think LeBron is still just a breathtaking player, obviously. And if Davis was healthy, you're, you're still talking about probably – a top two duo in the league is not the best duo, obviously, when both guys are healthy. I don't understand. There, there are some, uh, not me, there are some that are like, oh, you could, you trade Anthony Davis at the end of the year. I, like, are you crazy? I, that, that seems, <laughs> I, I understand he's injury prone, but the reason you put up with it is what he does when he's healthy. Uh, do, do, you, do, do, you, do you consider that? Do you consider trading him? I would not. No, I think I think he is one of the best players in the world. There is an injury issue, but it hasn't hasn't always been the case. But I also think that you you can limit his minutes more. You can play him. You can do what, for example, Toronto did with Kawhi. His last his only season there, uh, and I, I, more reason why you you double down on your G League uh, development. Uh, you find young players. The league is full of guys. Reeves is just one example of guys that no one expected to be able to produce even. When you have LeBron and AD, you don't have to be great. You just have to be solid and know how to play. And I think part of the frustration is LeBron doesn't like playing with guys that are just learning how to play. He wants you to have already figured it out. He's done this before. And I think it comes at a cost because those athletic guys that make mistakes because they're young are athletic guys that don't make as many mistakes when they're older, and they would really help the Lakers right now. And, of course, just look around the league. I mean, I was watching Kuzma last night. He's He's playing a little selfishly, but he's just on an absolute tear. There's, there's many old Lakers that would be very, very good. Obviously, Alex Caruso being one that's going to come back, I think, in another week or so. And he's a major part of uh, the Bulls story. Um, okay, what, what about the Knicks? They're, how have they reached this abject disaster level? It's hard not to look at the coach, and I really hate that. I, I do believe it's a coach's league as much as it's a superstar league. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that. And uh, I, as much as I respect uh, Coach Thibodeau's ability to, to teach the game, it just something is missing when you – I mean, last year we all knew there was a little bit of luck involved. I think their three-point shooting defense um, was, was better than what it should have been just based on how teams shot when they were open. It's kind of one of the ways we can figure out what luck's involved. Not, when, and not how teams are shooting when you contest their shots, but when they're not contesting, they're still missing – at least it's somewhat indicative of, of a variable called luck, not, not totally. Uh, that seems to have caught up them a little bit. And, and they just kind of, and I've, I've written about them a couple of times in the last couple of years. There's just something missing. They've not been able to piece things together. Uh, the only thing I will say is I, I still hear really positive things about the culture from the top down, at not ownership level, but management level. I, I do think that those guys have an idea of what they should be doing and, I just don't trust that he'll be the coach uh, when they do it again next year. Yeah, I, but but so who do you like? I mean, they've tried everything. They've tried everything. If it's you, and they, they have to move on from Tibbs, it's just not working. You know, he, now he's talking about developing younger players, which he he doesn't like to do. What do you do? Oh, 
know there's a whole bunch of young coaches around the league. I wouldn't be afraid of, of any young guys. Uh, I also think the Lakers are going to make a move, and I would check to see what Coach Vogel is interested in. I think, he, I think he proved at the very least he can really coach defense. And I think that uh, I don't blame him at all, not one bit for what's happened in L.A. Uh, but, there, there's, I mean, what Chauncey is doing, I, I did not think Chauncey Billups was a great hire for lots of reasons, but it's impossible not to notice what they've done now they're playing a bunch of young G League guys and, and obviously young players like Anthony Simons. Uh, the way they're moving the ball, the way they're defending, the way they're playing with athleticism and energy, which is what he really wants to do all season. Uh, and they just can't when you have old guys and Damian and CJ and those guys. But, but it's, you, you can see what he's doing. Uh, he's not alone. There's plenty of really smart players from back in the day that can bring that kind of uh, that innovative ideas, not necessarily innovative, but something different. And I, I think New York, I actually trust their management. I think they'll figure it out. David Thorpe is our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You can read and, uh, read and listen to his work on uh, True Hoop. And go to True Hoop and, and check it out. Uh, okay, so if we determine that the Lakers feels like it'd be a lost season, we know the Knicks are a mess. Um, and you talked about how it's a little bit too soon to think that Simmons can blend with the other guys in Brooklyn. Who do you like in the East? Uh, well, it, Miami has found a way with lots of in, uh, injuries. I mean, Butler out of Bayou alone missed a lot, and they're, they're tied in the loss column for first place with the Bulls. The way DeRozan has played with the Bulls, and they're going to get Lonzo back, and they're going to get Caruso back. I, I kind of lean Bucks. So you have to respect those teams. I don't think the Cavaliers ultimately will have it. I, I, I think the Sixers, uh, by, by season's end, probably will be good enough to upset, upset any of those other teams. Milwaukee, to me, is I, I, Chris Middleton is a big story. He's got to play great, and I don't, I'm not confident that he will. I'm worried about the Pat Connaughton injury. Now they've traded uh, Dante DiVincenzo to Sacramento. Uh, and the same day they traded him, uh, uh, Connaughton went down. He's supposed to be back, though, before the postseason. I, I still like I, – I actually think Milwaukee is most likely to win the East. But I will tell you that uh, as much as James Harden isn't the most fun guy to watch, Joel Embiid is, is so incredible this year. I think he's, uh, I think he's the second-best player in the world right now uh, behind Jokic. But you can argue, and Giannis obviously is right there, too, I'd, I would not bet against them easily – because I do think they have enough role players and shooters. Uh, Corkman has to shoot better. They have a lot of other guys that are shooting well. Uh, and if Hard, I think Harden gets it, Doug. I think he knows, at least for this year, how he needs to play. I think he's capable enough as an offensive player and as a, uh, you can switch him on defense and, and he'll guard post players really, really well. He's not so good at guarding perimeter players. Uh, so I think those teams all have a chance. Uh, the Raptors are interesting as well, but I, I still think Milwaukee probably has a little bit too much. Uh, and then I would look at Embiid and Miami as the next two. Hmm. And is it Phoenix's West to win? I think Phoenix is the best team in the world. Yeah, I, I wrote about maybe about eight, seven, eight weeks ago, I, I came to the conclusion that they've now reached a level. I, I always look at it this, Doug. I look at how good can a team get during the course of a season. Uh, a couple of years ago when I thought the Lakers win a championship, before they restarted the games, I felt like they already had an identity about them and no one else was going to catch them because no one was able to play until late July in the bubble. Uh, and then last year during the Atlanta series, I thought Milwaukee had that one last level to get to. Even when they were down 2-0 to Phoenix, I thought they had a great chance to win. And now I think Phoenix has – I don't think Phoenix has the best elasticity of all these teams to, to be the absolute most elite team. 
I just think the other teams are are unlikely to get there because of things like injuries and uh, and what Phoenix can do every single night. They really are a machine, and they have so many moving parts that work well. They're exquisitely coached. Chris Paul is, you know, what a magnificent player and what he's doing. And they because of him, uh, you can't be in a close game with them. He, he's such a clutch player in terms of decision making, and they've got a vibe about them. And, and I think you're, you've been a sports fan a long, long time. I'm a big believer that you have to have pain before you, you, you get the, the big championship. You have to go through it. They're up 2-0 on Milwaukee, and I think they knew they were going to be champions, and then they lost four straight. And I think they carry that with them like a stick this year. And so, yeah, things can happen because injuries always happen, but unless a team just absolutely catches fire and I don't expect it, I think Phoenix is the best team. You got to feel the pain before you taste the champagne. Do you like that one? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? 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 There That's you good. go. Yeah, I know. I came up with that one. David Thorpe from True Hoop. Check it out. Uh, also, follow his book. Uh, pick up his book, Basketball is Jazz. Coach Thorpe, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. Be safe. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. End of the show, we always like to get you updated on all the stories. I give you a little commentary to boot. It's called The Press. The Press. And The Press is brought to you by Hustler Turf. Brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to zero-turn mowers to run their business. And for us weekend, Joe's, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, for those that may have missed it, the uh, Rams and quarterback Matthew Stafford say they will cover the medical bills of photographer Kelly Smiley, who spent the night in the hospital after fracturing her spine, falling off the stage at yesterday's Rams Super Bowl rally. That's just gruesome. Well, thankfully, she's okay. When she broke her spine, she wasn't paralyzed, right? People hear broken spine, they think, yes, paralyzed. She's not. Very painful. And what it's called in the question, and we've talked a lot about, is like, Matt Stafford just said, I'm out and walked away. That was weird. She posted a picture on social media saying that she was feeling okay, smiling, but still, when you say fractured spine, yeah. like, I mean, that is that is some serious, serious stuff. Yes, Moving on, is. Doug, uh, to more stuff from the NFL. The Richmond Times-Dispatch in Virginia reports that the NFL right now has denied a request by the Washington Commanders to use Super Bowl numerals on a team crest that was unveiled earlier this month. Now, here's part of the problem. So when the Commanders had their big unveiling, mm-hmm. they they unveiled a crest that had the years of their five championships. Sure. The problem was the Commanders put the years when the actual games were played and not in the seasons that they occurred. So, for example, the Rams are actually... 2021 NFL champions, even though the game happened in 2022. Well, Washington Commander fans were like, wait a second, we didn't win a Super Bowl that year. We won it the previous year because that was the season. So what the Commanders decided to do was, let's clear this up and let's just put the Super Bowl Roman numerals for at least three of the championships. That is where now the problem lies because the NFL says, well, you just can't do that. You need our permission. We have those Roman numerals trademarked. So now the Washington Commanders in the NFL are fighting over this Commander's crest. Oh, no. My goodness. You think it took them a year and a half. 
You think that this would be able to be covered? So, so, but uh, that's where uh, that's where you, you probably they probably outsourced it to somebody, and that's who screwed up, right? Yeah. Doesn't doesn't understand the sport. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. And now the NFL is saying, "Not so fast, my friend." Uh, we touched on this earlier, but those that may have missed it, Tom Clements is going back to the Green Bay Packers. Was an assistant there for a decade, and now will be the team's quarterbacks coach, likely making Aaron Rodgers very happy. Yeah, I mean that one. It's. You know, it's like the Broncos. The Broncos go and hire his quarterback, his his offensive coordinator, to be their head coach. And like, oh wait, what if we bring back the quarterback coach that got him mad to begin with? Yeah. In college football, Jim Harbaugh's deal was done yesterday. We talked about it here on Fox Sports Radio on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Five-year contract. Now we know a little bit more about the details, Doug. Last year, Harbaugh took a pay cut down to about $4 million a year. Now his annual salary back up to what it was in the previous contract, north of $7 million, and will increase each year in that five-year deal. There are a couple of things that stand out, though. Michigan, as part of the new contract, can terminate Harbaugh without cost. And Harbaugh must send a letter to the athletic director stating that he would be interviewing for another job. So he would have to make his intentions known in writing that he would interview for another gig, either in college football or the NFL. Sweep the leg. Does that have to go in snail mail or can it be an email? I don't know. Maybe just drops it off at Ward Manuel's office. I'm not sure. Yeah, just the email. Yeah. Subject interview. Right. That from uh, Jim Harbaugh also includes a $3 million buyout if Harbaugh wants to leave but after the, the but first the, But year. the buyout goes down yearly, Correct. right? Correct, yep. It's a weird one. Yes, so that's really, a, really, really, really weird. Multiple reports say that Arizona State quarterback Jalen Daniels is in the transfer portal. Maybe what's most interesting in this is that there was video circulating uh, via social media of some Arizona State players not happy with the move and clearing out Daniels' locker saying good riddance and other things that can't be said on the air. Finish him. That is amazing. What That place has turned into be a smoldering fire, dumpster <laughs> fire of poo, hasn't it? Yes. They, they had to get rid of Antonio Pierce and because they were, they were having guys on campus when everyone was locked down with COVID. They, they've, been over, classic, they've been classic Arizona State, right? An upset followed by getting beat. Uh, by an inferior team the next week. And now a super highly talented quarterback who, like his freshman year claim to fame was, beat Michigan State at Michigan State, right? Uh, he, he hasn't really developed, and now they're showing him the door. They still, by the way, have if, – if, if, if people thought this is a surprise, they have five other quarterbacks getting ready for spring football. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Hey, the likes of Jimmy Allen, Machine Gun Kelly, um, Alex Toussaint, you know these names? Uh, Kane Brown? Well, yeah. obviously Kane Brown and uh, Jimmy Allen, uh, singers. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, obviously an artist, uh, actor. Alex Toussaint, a Peloton instructor. Doug, those will be the <laughs> members of the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game that will take place coming up uh, tomorrow as part of you All-Star know, once Weekend. Upon a time. Somebody I know had a pretty good NBA All-Star game, celebrity game. I thought I thought that's why I included it. You played in one of those, right? Yeah, Neo, yeah! Still, Neo still won't talk to me because I took the ball from him. Yeah. At the end of the quarter, I went behind. I made him spin, went behind him, picked his pocket, and laid it in. <laughs> Neo, yeah, I, Neo yeah. by the way, holds a record here at Fox Sports Radio. 
largest entourage for anyone to ever walk into these halls uh, on this ground floor uh, with me witnessing it. Wow, so that, that's, that's big because Ramos's entourage yeah, is rather sizable. Yeah. Neo yeah. had about nine guys with him nine. the day that he showed up. Now, the likes of Ozzy Osbourne didn't have that many people. Uh, Alanis Morissette, when she was here at one time, not that many people. Richard Marks had just one Isn't person. is ironic? Yeah, don't you think? <laughs> the late Kenny Rogers only had one person when he saw him in the hallways. That's pretty yeah. cool. It's because you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold, know when to walk away, know when to run. You, you, John, it, you never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Doug. Every gambler knows the secret to surviving <laughs> is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep. Huh. Every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. The best you can hope for is to die in your sleep. Go ahead, what's your last one? Uh, at Riviera, Genesis Invitational, wrapping up the West Coast swing on the PGA Tour. Jordan Spieth and Scotty Scheffler share the lead at five under. Justin Thomas and the guy who I played around with at Riviera a few years back, Colin Morikawa, one shot back at four under. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. I appreciate you not saying Riv. Right, like that. That's when you go real humble brag. I played with uh, Colin Morikawa at Riv, and uh, you know we tore it up. We had a, we had a good we had a good eighteen. You know, and at fourteen, you got that swale. Yeah, it's just all right. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be co-hosting the Dan Patrick Show. So if you're up early in the morning, check it out. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.